you guys just want to join with me and sing, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, your discernment. Father God, thank you. Lord, I just pray that we have a good time talking about the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us understanding, Lord, that you would help us to include our friends out there and live stream, Lord, and that you would help us to include those here, Lord. I would pray that you would just help us to have a conversation about you about you and the Holy Spirit, Lord, the triune God. Thank you that you are here in our midst.
And you are there with our friends thank wherever you, they are watching, Lord. Thank, thank you. Hmm. All right. Well, we, we are going to continue our conversation tonight. Um, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, and we, we're just going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about um, names and roles and just the Holy Spirit. I don't want to limit it. I just want to have conversation about him. We would love to hear from you, like we said at the beginning, love to hear questions or testimonies or comments and put them, put them in the comments at the, at the end. We, it's always nice to hear what is happening in your lives as related to what we're talking about. It helps us to feel connected. It helps us to, to grow in one another. Iron sharpens iron, so to speak. So let us know what's happening in the comments. Um, we just ended today, I believe, our 40 Days with the Holy Spirit um, devotional series. And um, definitely not limiting our conversation tonight to that, but it just, it's a good way to wrap up a, a devotional series, that's for sure. And one of the scriptures that Art, one of the days that he talked about, one of the scriptures that he used was, is what I'm going to read now, and it's from Isaiah. So I'll go ahead and start with that. Isaiah chapter 11, we're going to start in verse 1. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So there are just so, there's so much, uh, so many roles, so many um, uh what's the word, world names of the Holy Spirit um, that are in the Bible that we have the privilege of experiencing. Um, so I just wanted to read that to kind of get us going. And I want to talk about first for myself, and we're going to kind of jump around here for sure, but the, in the Spirit uh, Counselor and Comforter, one yeah. of my favorite part, the roles, names for the Holy Spirit is comforter, comforter. Anytime, anything we're going through, it's just such a sweet privilege to know that he's there to comfort us. So I'm going to read from John chapter 14, verse 16. And uh, this is, I will, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Yeah. What a beautiful picture. That's Jesus telling us that I'm leaving you, but I am leaving you with someone who can help you, who can be yeah. in you. So the, yeah. the ESV talks about this. It goes into a little bit more detail, and I wanted to read this too. Um, the spirit of truth who will, guide, who will guide the disciples into all truth will serve as another helper who guides the disciples into all truth. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Will serve as another helper. He will indwell Jesus' followers forever, functioning as Jesus' emissary in his physical absence. So how awesome is that? When, when we are going through things, when we are... You know, it's uh, anything. You know, I I don't want to um, wear out the virus because 
believe it or not, there are a lot of other things happening in the world around yeah. us than the virus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those things don't end just because we're in a pandemic. Right. I realize we're in a pandemic. I understand that. Uh, we're all aware of that, I think. <laughs> but other things still happen, right? Yeah. We still have other sicknesses. We still have other things going on in our lives that we're having to deal with on a daily basis. And we have access to the indwelling Holy Spirit to comfort us and guide us through that. And that's just, I love it. I love that. And um, that scripture, when we in Bethesda had the class on the Holy Spirit, I love I love that pastor teaches us the Greek and the Hebrew and the, the origins of what was actually written in scripture because um, it's so beautiful. But that, that phrase there, another helper, is allos parakletos. And it means one exactly like the first one. And I love that because it just shows us that while we have a triune God who is three parts and while he is multifaceted and completely um, so many angles of him, that's not just God the Father. It's not just God the Father who is multifaceted, but Jesus the Son, Scripture pointed out many names for Jesus, but the Holy Spirit also is multifaceted and has many different manifestations and different roles that he can play in our lives. And he's just like Jesus. So just like Jesus is our Savior and came and brought comfort and peace through our salvation, he is now pouring out the Holy Spirit on us who actually lives in us to give us yes. that peace internally <laughs> And permanently, it's not something that we have to wait until we get to heaven. It's not something that we have to wait until we get, you know, to another spot where there's a, a pool of comfort and safety and peace. It's a permanent indwelling inside of us. He lives inside of us to bring us peace. And I love thinking about that as you were reading that and talking about the comfort that the Holy Spirit brings us and that the peace that he has. It made me think of one of the names of Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And if Jesus is the Prince of Peace and our God is complete, then the Holy Spirit, how much more is that peace in us? If, if Jesus is ruling and reigning with peace, then that peace is in the Holy Spirit. And like you said, Pastor Angie, no matter what life throws at us, we can have comfort. We can know that we just say the name Jesus. We just say, Holy Spirit, come and just rest on me and bring me peace and comfort. And in a moment, he's right there and we can be overwhelmed with comfort and peace. Oh, my word, yes. How many times have you just, I think we did it Sunday, you know, just say the word yeah. Jesus yeah. and you feel feel the presence enter the yeah. room it it's just and it's awesome so and that's you know we have access to that everywhere not just here at church but wherever you are right now watching us um it you have the same access right. just the name you know brings power and peace and comfort all of those things that you don't maybe think go together power and comfort yes right. all of it all of it um, when I taught, I taught a lesson with the kids, uh, with kids about the Holy Spirit, and I had them actually bring, I'm, I'm a visual, I'm all about, I'm a visual person, I say that a lot, but I also like to cement things, you know, in kids, in kids' minds, and it helps with adults, too. Yeah. Um, and I had them bring in, like, their favorite blanket or, or whatever, I had them bring in a blanket, 
And I explained to them that when they were going through something, that's how the Holy Spirit is. He's a comfort. We all have that. How many of us still have maybe a blankie from our childhood? (laughs) Jen does. Um, Hey, we, we... We as adults have those comfort things as well. I love fuzzy socks. I'm not going to lie. I love fuzzy socks. And so we all have those comfort things as adults. Um, it's the same. The Holy Spirit is, is our comforter. And, but he knows us inside and out. And he works at, on the authority of, of our Heavenly Father. So our Heavenly Father knows what we need. And he sends the Holy Spirit to be that comfort to us. Yeah, I love this. I love this picture. I love the subject of the Holy Spirit because I love the subject of Jesus. Oh my goodness. So um, yes, we. there are so many things that are going on beyond the pandemic, right. right? There's so many things, you know, COVID happened, but life didn't stop. Right. Life didn't stop. And (laughs) and, uh, you know, we've had life being overshadowed by this big ominous thing, you know, called covid. Um, You know, the reality of it is that life again, life does not life continues. Life life keeps going. Things keep happening. And while that is trying to overshadow life. Right. It's really it's real. But there's a distraction point to it. Right. Um, so talking about the blanket, and I love this because, you know, scripture just told us that the Holy Spirit dwells right with us. We have the ability to walk in the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to immerse ourselves in the Holy Spirit. He is our comforter. He is our helper. He is our counselor. (laughs) He is our peace. He is our power. He is our authority. He is everything that we will need because Christ is everything that we have ever needed and will ever need. And I absolutely love the fact that, you know, just like a child, right, wraps up in their favorite blanket. And like my kids, right, they have their favorite (laughs) blanket. They have their favorite stuffed animals. They have their their stuffies, as they call them. Um, And they're having a rough day. And the first thing that they go to is their piece of comfort, right, which is either the blanket or the stuffy. And then the second thing they go to, which should be reversed, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Second thing they go to is Christ. You know, we have those learning opportunities to sit down with them. But I love how the Holy Spirit works in even when we're feeling the weakness, when we're feeling uncomfortable, when we're feeling stretched, when we're feeling like we are under the weight of this uh, shadow while life is still going on. And he dwells with us. He, he lives with us because Christ sent the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, and I love Romans, uh, Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And I I could get off and preach about the fact that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and the power of that, but I'm just going to stop for the keeping relative to what we're speaking of right now. But the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and such a beautiful picture of the immersion that we have within the Holy Spirit and the protection, the covering, the fortress, um, and the, the picture of helping us, assisting us within our weak points. Um, I love that. And I love not only does he help us, but he knows 
how to help us. He knows how to help us in our weakness. Um, And I love that. I love that the scripture in Isaiah points out the different types of spirit that the spirit of the Lord is. And if you notice, um, as Pastor Angie read in verse 2, it says the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So those are all separate things that he is. Um, and, and that understanding is, it's twofold. It's understanding God, the father and his will and what he wants for us, but it's also understanding us as people and what we need. Um, and in scripture, this is pointed out about Jesus, but also with the Holy spirit. Um, John two twenty five says, um, because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. Um, and, and that is really who the Holy Spirit is. He knows us. He has knowledge of us, intimate knowledge of us. It's not just a passing knowledge of, oh, I've seen them before, or I, I met them one time and I know a little bit about them. It's an intimate knowledge. So he knows how to intercede. And not only does he know us, but he knows the Father, and he knows the will of the Father, and the mind of the Father, and the heart of the Father. So he can marry those two things. I love that picture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful picture. Um, sorry, getting downloads right now from heaven. It's beautiful. <laughs> but that, that marriage of the Holy Spirit knowing us intimately and completely and perfectly, and knowing the Father intimately and completely and perfectly and those two things come together while he's interceding for us, while he's praying for us. When we know not what we ought to be praying, the Holy Spirit knows both sides. He sees the beginning from the end, just like God the Father. He knows every moment, and he understands every moment and has knowledge in those moments of what we need and what the Father wants to bless us with. So it's not just knowing us and it's not just knowing the father it's both coming together and the holy spirit interceding for us so that we get the benefit of being in that partnership of being in that relationship that the father has with the son and the spirit all together we get to be overshadowed by that with the knowledge and wisdom of the holy spirit i i want to I don't want to go too quickly to uh, and pass gloss over what Jen just said, and that is that relationship that benefits us. And, you know, think about that. Meditate on that. And, and really take that in. Take that into your spirit. Take that in and understand that this is for our benefit. He left us a helper he left us someone who knows us that well, who knows the Father, who works on behalf of the Father so that we have access to that. And I guess my question is, are we, are we accessing that? Are we using that benefit? Are we taking advantage of all that he has to offer, of all that he gave us, that all he's given us now? I mean, it's, it's a- accessible at any moment. And are we accessing that in these times and the things that we're going through when we're, you know, having a bad day, when we're having a good day, are we, are we accessing those, that benefit of the Holy Spirit and taking advantage of it? Are we knowledgeable about him? Do we know him? Yeah. 
you know, if not, take some time, dig into scripture as we're doing tonight, but maybe write some of these down and even go back over them later and just meditate on them. Think about them. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal a new, uh, a new, a new revelation to you regarding him and, and the scripture that you're reading. So, yeah, I love that pastor Angie. Um, especially the scripture even tells us to ask, to ask. It's not that hard. Are we taking advantage? (laughs) Take advantage of it. You can never outdo God and you'll never wear him out. And even scripture says that he wants to give without measure. John 334 says for he whom God has sent utters the words of God he gives the spirit without measure as much as you could possibly contain god will pour it out without measure people ask all the time i love when pastor brings this up people ask all the time why'd they fall over why are they on the floor and it's because they can't stand up because god is pouring out his spirit without measure and our our human bodies we can't handle it We can't handle all that God has to offer. And I love that picture. I love that Jesus even told his disciples, ask whatever you want in my name and God will give it to you. Exactly. Are we asking? Are we asking? Are we spending the time? He wants to hear from us. And I think, you know, even Sunday I was, I was um, just caught up in the, in in the feeling, the, the love the love that he has for his kids. And I, I, I said it Sunday, I probably said it last night, but it's just been something that's been, you know, going through my mind over and over again. He loves us. He has yeah. a plan. He has a purpose yeah. for your life. He has, he loves you. He knit you together. Yeah. He did it. He wants to continue to be a part of all that go, is going on with you. And we yeah. just have to ask. Seek First, his kingdom and yes. everything else yes. will be, you know, whenever I'm going yeah. through a tough time and I'm just like, what in the world is going on? That's been happening often, <laughs> actually. So, you know, you go through these times and you're like, okay, like, I don't know what. So what does that mean? And you're just, you know, real talk. And so I think, you know what, all I really need to, to know is that I just need to seek him first. I just need to seek him first. Yeah. I just need to seek him first. And yeah. everything else will be okay. Yeah. And that's that's all we have to do. We have access to that presence, to that comforter, to that, you know, all of those things immediately. There's no waiting. And without measure, I love the, the look of that because it's like I always picture this pitcher of water <laughs> that, that just never stops. The water just never stops coming out. Like you tip the pitcher and you, you're like, where's that water coming from? It just keeps coming out. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what we're talking about. There's, there's never, it's never going to run out. You know, you might back away from it. You might put that pitcher right. down. You might step out of that river yeah. and be like, oh, yeah. no, I don't think so. But it's there. It's right. still there. It doesn't mean it's not there. You're just not stepping in. Yeah. You're just putting that pitcher down and you're like, oh, I'm good. So That's we, we need all of it. So we need all yes. of it right now, yeah. right? Things are a little yeah. weird. Dump that picture. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So without measure. Yeah. Without measure. Yeah. It is it is uncontainable. Yeah. It is immeasurable. It is unfathomable. Yeah. It is it, it you, you you can't you cannot carnally comprehend nope. the vastness yeah. of God. 
because there is no beginning, there is no ending. There yeah. is no, that he is all sufficient for all things. Amen. And I absolutely love, right? Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and yeah. all yeah. these all. things, all, all these things shall be added unto you, right? And I, I got to thinking and I'm like, oh my goodness, all, all, all these things. All. And, and, and so the spirit is not, right, the only thing that is immeasurable, but everything that Christ pours out and everything that Christ gives, everything that we have access to is immeasurable. Yeah. All of the things, all of the fruit of the spirit, all of the, the gifts of the spirit are immeasurable. And I love the, I love the idea in Romans eight seventeen, and it says, and if children, then heirs, yeah. heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Heirs of Christ. Yeah. You know, if you're an heir to somebody, <laughs> I, I, that blows my mind that I am heir to somebody because I, I am called a child of his, that I am heir to somebody that is immeasurable. Yeah that is continually overflowing, that is continually going. Um, th there is no way to measure that. He is a very personal God. He is. He is. We were talking about that earlier. Um, he is a very personal God, so much so. Psalm, uh, Psalm 139.2 says, You know when I sit and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. And how amazing that is that a God that knows my thoughts before I even think them, a God who, who knew me before the foundations of the world, the God who knows every hair on my head and every word that's going to come out of my mouth, who knows the beginning from the ending, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say before I even do it, is so personal that yet he, he calls me an heir and he calls me a child. And he pours out without measure, and he 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 gives all things that are lovely and yeah. good, um, and and for his perfect will, yeah. from his perfect will, for the glorification of him, and I just get to be a part of it. It's awesome. So as kind of along with that, I wanted to read um, this Matthew uh, chapter seven verse eleven, along the line line of our Father knowing us and. Holy Spirit knowing us, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The wonderful thing is when we ask, um, he knows what we need. We may not, you know, we may not, but he does. He knows what we need. He gives us good gifts. may not seem that way to us at that moment, but we can count on the fact that he has our he has our good in mind. Yeah. He, he will use what we're going through for the good of those who love him. Yeah. And the more we depend on him, the more we seek the, the Holy Spirit, the more of him we drink in, yeah. that we pour out of that pitcher. It just, it's just awesome. Whatever you're going through, it just, it, it gets a little bit, not a little bit, it's just you can be having the worst day. You can be going through the worst things. Happened to me personally. I've come in here, come to the altar, and I just don't care anymore. Why? Not because uh, I've had a memory wipe, but because 
God has met me at the altar. The Holy Spirit has met me at the altar, and he has simply comforted me. Sometimes I, I get up off the floor because I, I usually do end up on the floor, and I, I don't always have the answer. You know, he hasn't written it out to me, but I, he's comforted me. I know it's going to be okay that he, he is com- – and I, I leave with the scripture that he, that he gives to me, and that is the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, in our minds, and in our hearts – at the direction of our Heavenly Father. I think we have a question, Miss Kristen. Actually, we have a comment from Linda Sora. She says, yes, eternal, never-ending help and power. So not only only is it immeasurable, but it's never-ending. I love that. Thank you, Miss Linda. Yes, never-ending. You don't ever have to worry about it going away. Um, You know, in these days when things seem so ever-changing, and you don't have to worry about the Holy Spirit ending. Yeah. It, he doesn't. He's there always. Um, quickly, I wanted to, maybe I'm going backwards, but I wanted to um, mention, if I can find it, um, another verse from John talking about remembrance, ironically enough. Um, John chapter 14, I believe. Verse, let me see, 26 perhaps. Um, but the helper, yes, look at that. I remembered. The John helper chapter 14, verse 26. <laughs> but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So that verse has taken on special meaning for me because, um, and uh, again, I, uh, things happen, but recently I, I had a little bit of an accident and I had a little bit of a concussion, um, still dealing with some things. But the point is, you know, I was telling, I think I was telling Brandon this last night. I tell stories all the time, so I, I forget who I tell them to. I apologize. Um, but... I, when I was, I had to be on brain rest, and I couldn't read. Uh, I think it was on Tuesday Night Live, so I apologize if you heard this. But I had access to all of those scriptures that I had, I couldn't read. But he brought them to remembrance. Not only did he bring scriptures to me that I had read, but he told me new scriptures to encourage me. Does that make sense? So I, I couldn't read but I knew where they were. I knew what scripture they were. I wrote them down. It's just, that's the Holy Spirit bringing those things to your remembrance. Um, How awesome is that? It never, I've never been more thankful and I've never had a more beautiful picture of it practically working in my life than when I literally couldn't read. And honestly, there were things I couldn't remember. Um, but I could always remember the things of the Lord. And that was a comfort to me, again, that word comfort. But it was a comfort to me that I, I could remember the things of the Lord. I could remember those scriptures. I could remember all that he'd done and, and know that he would continue. He was actually, not just continue to do them, but he was working in me right at that moment when I couldn't even read a book. So it's just, it's a beautiful picture. It was for me, it was an encouragement in a time when I desperately needed it of the fact that our our God cares and, and he cares in such a precious, 
um, way, a precious personal way. So the Holy Spirit, it was, it was very, he was very special and precious to me during that time. So that remembrance, those things you can't remember, Holy Spirit can help you. I love that. I, I love that. I love that. The Lord brought back to my remembrance those things, those yeah. scriptures, that meat, that word. Um, and just jumping in here with remembering the importance to immerse yourself in the scripture yeah, and yeah. in the word of God. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, I, I love I love Psalms. I'm a big Psalms fan, <laughs> if y'all haven't figured that out yet. But, um, you know, Psalm 119, 105, right? Your word is a lamp unto my feet yes. and a light yep. unto my path. Um, what better way to, to navigate life than to have a lamp, have a light, right? You have a lamp to see the immediate, but you have a light a to vision. illuminate where you're going. So you can see where you're at, but not only that, you can see your next step because of immersion into the word. And then Psalm 119.11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin yeah. against you. Right. Exactly. So while she's laying there and she's on brain rest and she's, <laughs> you know, doing these things, she still had the word in her heart. She still had it in her belly. Thank she didn't Lord. get into yeah. the complaining and the woe is me and the laying there and the sinful attitude because she had the word hidden in her heart that she might not sin against the Lord. And she used it and the Lord was able to then through the power of the Holy Spirit, do exactly what the word says and bring all things yeah. to remembrance that I have said to you because of the power of listening. Yes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing Amen. by the word, the of, word God. of God. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you really, the Holy Spirit, it's amazing. The Lord and the Holy Spirit and the Bible, they all work hand in hand. What? And yeah, yeah. what? I what? know. It's like John, there's scripture about that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too, though, because not only does he bring to our remembrance the scripture and, and who God is and the attributes of God, but scripture tells us he is the spirit of all truth. So while we're in those moments where we could be sulking and doing the, oh, I, woe is me, poor me in my bed, I can't look at anything, this is awful. No, the Holy Spirit brings us truth. That our God is God and that he has a plan in every situation. Right. Oh, yeah. And that he is in control of every situation <laughs> and that he is our comfort, that he is our peace, that he sustains us regardless of what's going on. Yeah. So instead of us getting stuck in the things that we can see with our physical, natural eyes or sitting thinking, oh, now my car is totaled. Now this is going to happen. Oh, and spiraling out of control, right? Because we, you could have. That's, that's sure. easy to do in that sure. moment when, when physically you can't do what you want to do and you know that financially things are going to change and sure. convenience-wise things are going to change. It's easy to go there. But the Holy Spirit reveals truth yep. and the Father's will and tells <laughs> us who we are in Christ and tells us what God's plan is, that it's not time for us to sit and sulk and just yeah. become a bedridden couch potato <laughs> and give up on everything because you can't look at screens and books. <laughs> no, he brings to our remembrance scripture and reminds right. us that there's an end to that situation and that he has a plan for the other side. 
men, and the other side is looking pretty good. You know, like, again, he works all things for the good and of those who love him. There's that. Yeah. Sometimes we only yeah. hear that first part. Yeah. He works all things together. He does. Of those, for those who love him, and oh, I do love yeah. him, and we all, you know, yeah. we love him up here, and we just have to understand that at the end of the day, like I said, I know seek first his kingdom, and it's it's going to work it for good. That that I know, and, and I can be content in that. I wanted to read, I'm going to read, oh, we're going to go ahead and go to Kristen. Okay. Yeah, so Kathy Milward actually has a testimony. She says, God has been teaching me how to rest and how to block out distractions, and as a result of that, I've been able, uh, I've been sleeping very well at night, which is new for her since DJ. Kathy, I love you. Thank you for sharing that. It, it is awesome. And talk about testimonies. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I just adore you, so thank you for sharing that. But also that resting is so important, and sh uh, she and yeah. I were having a conversation about that on Sunday separately, and it is. It's so important. It's hard for us. I learned <laughs> resting sounds passive, right? It sounds like something you do or don't, you know what I mean? Like you just sit there. Right. And in many times you do have to, yeah. but resting isn't passive. Totally. Resting is, you know, while I was resting, my, my body and my brain were healing. There was nothing passive going on there. Right. Um, while we're resting, God is preparing us for something. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, and I don't want to get too far off track, but I think this needs to be said, you know, sometimes we get to the point where we're too comfortable in that resting place and we don't want to move. Yeah. Um, we want to just stay there and it becomes a place of fear almost. Instead of a place of rest, it, it becomes a place of, of fear or um, avoidance perhaps, maybe a better word. Um, and we, we rest, yes, we have to. But just like Isaiah said, you rest and then you, you rise on the wings of eagles. Yeah. You don't stay in that nest. You yeah. rest with a purpose. So I, I don't, I love that. It's, it's important that we rest with a purpose. Resting with a purpose and resting for preparation. Yes. Right. There's yes. always, yes. There, there's never a time in my experience where the Lord has forced me to rest mm -hmm. where he wasn't preparing me to get ready to go into something. Whether that's a battle that we didn't know about, whether that's something that's coming down the road, whether that's a circumstance, whether that's a loss, whether that's a sickness, whether that's, you know, uh, a new ministry endeavor, whether that's a job change. It doesn't, you know, we don't know what it is a lot of times, but we can have the faith. Um, here we go. We can have the faith that, uh, you know, Psalm 4610. I love this. Psalm 4610. We always quote the beginning part of this verse. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Okay, boom, mic drop, period. We could stop there, right? We could stop there. But it keeps going, and I love it. Because in speaking of resting for preparation, resting for a purpose, right? There's always a purpose to the rest. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth, the Lord of hosts is with us, for the God of Jacob is our fortress. We are resting for a purpose. We're resting for a reason. And your rest, your obedience 
in your rest, if you allow it to happen and that pruning to happen and the rest to happen, the obedience of your rest translates into the glorification of God because of your testimony. I love that. I love that. It makes me think of Psalm 23, and I know this tends to be a a go-to chapter, but I think we don't necessarily dig into it and look for the depth that's here. We all just kind of quote it and say like, oh yeah, God makes me rest. But really, like we've been saying, that rest is for a purpose. That rest is for a reason. Um, And starting in verse 2, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And then he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So it's not just he makes me lie down in green pastures and then he leaves me there so that I can take a nap on the grass and then not do anything ever again. And it's great. I got rest. It was wonderful. No, he makes me lie down so that he can restore my soul so that then he can lead me in the paths of righteousness. Because let's be honest, guys, we need rest to be led in the paths of righteousness because paths of righteousness are not our natural thing. Paths of righteousness are not the thing that we automatically, without Jesus, wake up in the morning and go, I'm just going to head down these paths of righteousness. I got this. No, that's the Holy Spirit. He gives us the rest and he restores our soul. And then scripture tells us he gives us the will and the do. Not just the will, but also the action. He gives us the will and the do for God's work, for ministry, for the gospel, for those paths of righteousness. And I love that. I love that not only does he give us the will to do it, but he gives us the action to do it. And then he gives us the rest to restore us from doing that because we need that. We need to rest. Yes. I love to, you know, I've so many times we hear that psalm, at, you know, at funerals, the 23rd psalm. And all in my mind, it's what it was. It was sad. Um, until a few years ago when I wrote lesson, I wrote a, a lessons for it uh, for the kids. And we went through line by line. And, man, I love, I got a renewed love for that wow. psalm. Amen. And it is, an, it is an action. It's a, so much action in the Bible. There is not much passive going on in this book yeah. if you read it. And, yes, like we've been saying, periods of rest, absolutely, that's biblical, that's scriptural. It has to happen. But to prepare us for something, yeah. for a purpose. Yeah. And I love that they're leading beside the still waters. That water brings to mind the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's there, and that's what renews us, is the Holy Spirit. Putting ourselves in his presence, putting ourselves uh, in that path to be able to um, bask in those waters, you know, step into those waters, walk beside them, whatever, yeah. just jump in. Um, that, that is what, uh, that, that also is a great picture of that as well. Yes. So Helen says that, uh, Pastor Anna Donahue had said that sometimes God keeps us in a place until we are victorious. Mm. That's good. That's yes. Good. I, first I love That's Pastor <laughs> Anna Donahue. Um, she's definitely a hero of mine. And yes, um, all of that. 
sometimes we need to be there until we're done. He sung with us in that particular moment. I love that. Um, to the end of um, water, kind of want to, <laughs> I purposely waited because <laughs> I know this is, this is just going to happify all of us probably, but John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. Um, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart <laughs> will fro flow rivers of living water. Yes. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Yes. So we, <laughs> if anyone thirsts, let Again, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. This is not just for this time, guys. This is right. every single minute of every single day. Yeah. I couldn't get through the day. I couldn't. So we, we thirsty, feeling a little dry, feeling a little cranky. I mean, yes, there are moments we all are, right? There are moments that we are all like, okay, all right. We need to find Jesus. We say that around here. We need to find Jesus in it. You go and you take a drink. You put on the worship music and you step in. Again, it takes some action, right? If you read that, it says, let him come to me and drink. Again, there's, there's an, a, a, proponent, a component of action. You got to come. Come to the river and drink. But when you do, when you do, wow. Just wow. Go ahead. Yes, come to me <laughs> just and wow. drink. Just wow. Just wow. <laughs> just wow. And with the picture of, uh, again, the immeasurable outpouring yeah. of, the, of the Holy Spirit and the water and the living water. Living, living water. Living water. Not dead water, not stagnant water, yeah. but the living water yeah. flowing from the throne of Christ. Yeah. Flowing. Flowing. <laughs> living, immeasurable. Then we come down to John 4, 14. And it says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty yeah. again. Yeah. That water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Yeah. Living water <laughs> being outpoured, never being thirsty again. You need a drink. Yeah. You need a drink. You're going through something, have a drink. Yeah. You get bad news, have a drink. I'm not talking about the old worldly have a drink like I used to, yeah. right? I, I ain't drinking of the world anymore. I'm not yeah. drinking of the booze anymore. I'm not drinking yeah. of the beer no more. I'm not drinking <laughs> of the liquor anymore. I'm drinking of the Holy Spirit living yeah. water that yeah. when I take a drink, when I immerse myself <laughs> yeah. in him, when I am planted by yeah. streams of living yeah. water, yeah. I see growth and I have victory and I have freedom and I have life and I have joy more abundantly. I've got peace that surpasses all understanding yeah. Yeah. because of the fact that he restores yeah. my soul. And I love the beginning of that. The Lord is my shepherd, yeah. mine. I shall not want. Again, going back to being personal. God is so personal and he always has a plan. Yeah. But, the, but, but the rest is not necessarily, so we think about rest, and going back to the action, we think about rest, and resting we think about laying down, 
and we think about just chilling. We're sitting in a chair. We're just lounging around on a couch or whatever. But anymore, I think of rest as peace. I think of rest. It's amazing how busy I can be and still be resting in Christ. It's amazing how busy that we can get and how many things that we have to do. But when you're planted, when you allow yourself to be laid down by streams of living water, how much your soul can be restored and how much restoration can happen and the outflowing and the overpouring and the all of the things of woe with the water, living water. I love that. I love that because in this season, um, for the past several months, I feel like I've actually been more busy than I was pre everything shut down. We've, we've, uh, work for me hasn't stopped. Thank you, Jesus. But, um, ministry, we've come up with new things to do and added things and, and we're still going and going and going. And, um, and I feel like in the natural, and if you wrote it all out, I'm more busy than I was before. But the majority of my time has been spent next to that river. It's been spent coming here daily. I I work from home from here because I just want to be as close to the body as I can be, as close to the river as I can be. And yes, we can access the river from anywhere. The Holy Spirit is everywhere, but being purposeful to put ourselves in the way of allurement, put ourselves yes. next to that river, put ourselves by those streams of living water where it's pouring out because wherever the river flows, there is life. And I want that life. I love that I can come and be busy, but I still feel rested. I still, I don't feel overwhelmed. I still feel like I'm refreshed in the spirit of the Lord. And even the Old Testament talks about this. I love Isaiah. Isaiah is like, dude, like Pastor, I love Psalms also, like Pastor Angie and Brandon do, but man, Isaiah, Isaiah. Um, But (laughs) Isaiah 44, uh, starting in verse three says, I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by flowing streams. And I don't know if you've ever seen this before. I love this, um, this picture of pouring out water on the thirsty ground and, and the, the streams on dry ground. And if you've ever been to a desert, they don't get a lot of rain, but when it does rain, it's so beautiful, and I loved when I was given the opportunity uh, to live out west and be in the desert and, and see that beauty that while it's dry, it, it looks like there's nothing there at all. But the moment that water hits that dry ground, everything springs to life, and there's new life and fresh life and abundance in that desert, and that's our God. Our God has said, I will pour out on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. And I love that, that if you find yourself right now in a season where we're talking about water and and the river and it's flowing and you're thinking, I haven't seen a river in ages. (laughs) I, I don't even remember what water looks like. 
Just know that that's okay. God can pour out his spirit on that dry ground. And he can make streams flow in that desert. He can spring up grass and willows among those streams. Guys, it takes a while for willows to grow. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that comes from being in that stream and being in that river. And I would just encourage you guys... The Holy Spirit is. He is refreshing and he is restoring. And while we rest next to that river, there's new life and there's satisfaction. Like Brandon was saying, there's satisfaction that the world can't give. The Bible says, Pastor Angie read it in John, Jesus told us, come to me and drink and you will never thirst again. And that's so true. Everything else is passing. Everything else is fleeting. Everything else is temporary. But when we drink of the word of God, when we drink of the spirit of God, that never goes away. We're never, we never reach a point where we're not satisfied anymore. We never reach a point where it gets stale. We can daily go to scripture. We can daily ask God to give us more. And there will always be more. And it will always be fresh. Uh, that's the thing. Oh, there's so much I could pick from that. But I'm going to try and narrow it down to two things. Just because, you know, I'm trying. So... The dry ground, whenever I picture that, I picture that really, really dry ground where it's hard and there's cracks, yeah, and, and you, you've done this, as I'm sure, as a kid, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, and you pour water on it, right, just to see how long it's going to take yeah. for it to get muddy, yeah. and it takes a long time. Like you're pouring the water with the cup, that's not enough. So you go back in, you get the pitcher, you pour that, that's not enough. You get the bucket, you get the hose. I mean, it takes a long time for that cracked ground yeah. to become muddy, you yeah. know. And when I think about that, our Heavenly Father is just waiting. Yeah. You know, we feel like that sometimes. We feel like that uh, that ugly, dry, right. probably painful um, place you're in when you're like that, but he's just waiting for us to come and ask yeah. and he will fill us. He will pour his water out. Yeah. And then I think of the picture of the weeping willow tree, which is another thing that I've said before, but the weeping willow trees grow by water and they take a long time, like Jen said, but then have Maybe I was the only one who did this too. I don't know. I'm reliving my childhood apparently tonight. But you go and you hide under the willow tree. Like um, we had one in my backyard once when I was a little kid. And I would make a whole like playhouse under there. No one would even be able to see me because they would touch the ground. And again, what a beautiful picture of our Heavenly Father's protection. Yeah. A few verses tonight that we've talked about have used the word fortress or along those lines and that's what he is yeah. planted by, by that water plant we plant ourselves next to those rivers in the rivers yeah. that's where our roots should be yeah. and he will become a literal fortress around us yeah. we just have to make sure that we are well planted well watered right. um, because it is just so important um, I wanted to read, and I think Brandon has something, but I wanted to read from Ezekiel chapter 47. One of my favorite oh, things. <laughs> I know, me too. Uh, 
So we're going to start in verse 3. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're always, this is our favorite scripture. We love the entire Bible, so we're going to say that a lot. Going on eastward, this is from Ezekiel chapter 47, to start in verse 3. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through. (laughs) For the water had risen, and it was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? So here's the thing. This is a vision that he had. And he showed, you know, he started out ankle deep, then knee deep, then waist deep. And then it was over his head. It was in over his head. And when, when he had to surrender, when yeah. he had, that water got so far over him that he couldn't touch, yeah. that we, when we get in that deep, when we get in over our heads and we can't touch anymore, what is the first, if you go to any beach, what do they say? Don't panic. Don't swim. Let the water take, let, let it go. Because if you fight, you'll, you'll, you'll drown, you'll die. But if you just surrender, when you get to that place where it's in over your head, and you just surrender, and you let the Holy Spirit just take you where you need to be, that, that's a point that it's life-changing. And we have, again, you don't have to wait for a special day or a special night or a special anything. You have access to this at any moment in any place. Get in over your head. There's a song about it. Play the song. Whatever it, whatever it takes. Play water salt. Oceans is another one. We, we can get you a list. It's all good. But spring up a well. I mean, that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite kids' songs. We got you. But whatever it takes. River of light. Oh, we're on a roll. I'm not going to. Waterfall. Oh, here we go. I'm telling you, we've got you covered. But you've got to step in. Again, it takes some action. We can give you an entire playlist of songs that now we are all going to go home and listen to. But you have to take this step and you have to keep going. And you have to keep going when you don't want to. Let's face it. If you're walking through water and it gets deep, you don't always want to continue to get deeper, right? Sometimes it's a little, you get a little afraid, but you have to because you can't truly surrender. You won't really surrender until you're in over your head, until you have nothing else. You got to let go. And until that happens, you won't truly surrender. So I love that. I love that picture of, of this chapter in Ezekiel. Um, so keep that in mind. Just let it go. Just surrender. You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So. Being in, yeah, being in over your head. <laughs> it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying, but For it's beautiful sure. at the same time. So, exactly. you know, yeah, so it. I picture that, that riptide, yeah. right? The riptide that's going out. And if you try to swim against it, you, it pulls you under further. Yep. 
if you swim with the current, then you can actually get out of it. And they, they'll tell you that you have to swim with the current in order to be able to come out on the other side and pop up over the water. So if y'all are ever, you know, ocean goers or anything like that, there's a little tip for you. Um, that was free. So that, that one was free. Yes, it was. Bonus. Um, so, but being in over your head can be terrifying sometimes, but, but I love the fact of beautiful surrender, beautiful surrender, because, you know, there's so many things that water does. Mm. It, it hydrates, it, uh, it, it takes care of your thirst. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a cleansing as well. It's a cleansing as well. So there's so many different facets to the water, to the stream, to the river of life, to the living water, to, you know, being a representation of uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, Isaiah, going back to Isaiah uh, 43, 19, behold, I am doing a yes, new thing. I love it. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness yes. and rivers in the <laughs> desert. Away in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I love that because I, I used to do the same thing as a kid. I used to do the same thing as a kid. So maybe maybe What's tonight is reliving our, uh, <laughs> just the reliving childhood <laughs> times. Uh, but the dry, cracked ground, and, and I would go out right next to the sidewalk. Uh, there would always be a little portion right next to the sidewalk that just didn't have any grass, you know, because you would just trample over it, and so it would just be dirt. <laughs> and we would go through spouts where we just wouldn't have rain and wouldn't have rain and wouldn't have rain, and you would be walking down the sidewalk, and I would notice that it would just be dry and cracked and all this stuff. And the beautiful picture is, you know, when... And it was slanted just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, because the grating of the house and the sidewalk to run away from the home. And I would start at the top and I would just pour a little bit of water. And because of the fact that it wasn't absorbing into the ground, what did it do? It made a stream and it made a little river that ran right across um, next to the sidewalk. And the the beautiful picture here, I, I will... I will, uh, don't you perceive it, I'm doing a new thing, um, you know, making uh, streams, making a way in the wilderness, a river in the desert. I've never seen a, a river in a desert. I've never been to a desert, but I've never seen a river in a desert. You know, there's a little oasis, you know, but I've never seen a full-flowing river in a desert. Um, we can get a little dry sometimes, and we can, we can get in those places that are stuck sometimes, but... But I believe that's a word for somebody. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He's making a way for you. He's, he is starting to flow his spirit, the river of living water, through that dry, cracked, seemingly dead place. It's not dead. It's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. He's still making a way. And you come over here, you come over here back to the original scripture as well uh, of, of what we were reading, and I love it. Isaiah 44, 3, I'll pour water on the thirsty land, streams on the dry ground. I pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. And, and if we realize that when we jump in the water and we have the surrender to the stream of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is not only... Ooh, I believe the Lord's not only doing something for you. The Lord is not only doing something for you. He's not only doing a new thing in your life. 
He's not only making a way in your wilderness. He's not only doing a, a making streams within your desert. But he's doing it for your descendants, too. Yes. He's doing yes. it for your generations. Yes. Tonight generations. is a night, if you will surrender, <laughs> that the power of generational curses will be broken off of your family, will be broken off of your life. They no longer have any hold on you. They no longer have any hold on your family. They have no longer any hold on the generations to come. Not only your children, but your grandchildren and their children and their children and their children until the Lord comes back will forever be singing the praises of the Lord because of the fact that you made the decision tonight to surrender and allow the Lord to do the new thing. And it will affect you and it will affect your generations to come. Absolutely. I had the same thought. This is not just about us. You know, it's about those who come behind us, those who are are yet to come. Our kids, our kids' kids. This is important. We we have to take that first step into the water, and then they will follow. They will follow. I truly believe that. I I believe God is raising up a generation of world changers. Or else I shouldn't even be doing what I'm doing. They are going to change the world. We're just, we're here, we're stepping in, and then they, they're coming after us. They are growing exponentially spiritually, in my opinion. And God is doing something. This, in this craziness that's happening, a generation is being prepared. I believe that. And so keep going. Keep seeking. Let him do things in your lives, in your family. And then that will change. I mean, it's like a... Again, water, but you throw a rock in a lake, and what happens? All those ripples go out. They, it's for years and years and years from one stone. Yep. And there's one person who spoke into our life, Brad and I, when we were a couple sitting back in those pews. <laughs> one couple spoke into our lives. That one couple created a ripple effect that I could not have even imagined. Yep. If someone had told me, I would have said they were absolutely bonkers. Yep. But it happened. It it just takes obedience. It takes obedience. Yep. It takes, again, surrender. Yep. Step in, go out, let it go over your head, yep. get submerged, surrender, don't fight it, and step in. So I had another verse kind of along the lines of life. I got really excited, sorry. Um, <laughs> again, Ezekiel 47. Um, What? Look at us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So it says, um, and where I can't see the, is it nine? Yeah, nine. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. My word, it says live. I think we just need to hear that over and over. Live. Live. He does it wherever the river goes. There is life. It is fresh. It is new. Live. Yeah, I love that. If you keep going in Ezekiel 47, just talking about... (laughs) 
just talking about living and that it's not just for us, that the river's not just there so that we can go, oh, a river, that's great. I love that. Um, but it's for generations and it's for life and it's for everyone. And if you keep going in Ezekiel, verse 10 says, fishermen will stand beside the sea that's teeming with fish. And then if you keep going, um, verse 12, and on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for, fruit, for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. So it's not just a river that's there so we can say, that's really great. I want to rest there. Or it's not just a river so that trees can live and that fish can live in it and, it. and we can go, oh, that was really cool. One time I saw this river. It had a bunch of fish in it and there were some trees. No, it's for life and provision and it gives us everything we need. There's freshness. There's fresh fruit for food and for healing and for everything that we can need. And not just for Ezekiel right now while he was seeing that vision, but for generations. It's an ever-flowing, never-ending river with eternal, constant life that is meant for us and for our children and our children's children and every generation from the beginning of time till the end of time until Christ comes back. There is provision and freshness and health and it's it's just from the river from the holy spirit from the word of the lord being poured out on dry ground that dry ground now becomes teeming with life and provision and health for all generations i love that i like the word again um sanctuary you know, in, the, in those verses, sanctuary, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Yes. Yes. Their fruits will be the, for food, their leaves for healing. Yeah. My word, there's so much in there. But that word sanctuary, you know, we talk about, yeah. you know, again, it's a, it's a word that's been on my heart a lot. And sanctuary when you think of sanctuary, you think of protection. Yes, you think of, you. of safety, yeah. covering. Yeah. And that is what the river gives us as yeah. well. Yes, our Heavenly Father. Absolutely. But the Spirit obeys the Father. Yeah. They're all in yeah. one. Yeah. So we have access to that sanctuary. We have yeah. access to um, healing. There is yeah. healing yeah. in the river. There is life. There is sanctuary. There is healing. And we have access to it whenever yeah. we want. It is not just about, you know, yes, we love all of that. We love, you know, the, the, the goosebumps, all the, 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 the things you can see. Absolutely, we want those things. But it's also about that, this. It's about this, the stepping yeah. in. It's about yeah. the day-to-day -day stepping in. Yeah. So how do you do this practically? I don't want you to, to, to get done here and be like, well, that was... That was all good, but, like, I don't have a weeping willow tree, Pastor Angie. So let me, let me, just, <laughs> let me just explain. Every day it, you should be in the river. Every day you yeah. should think of stepping in. What do I mean? Yeah. Turn on the worship. Yeah. Shut off the world. Don't watch the news. Come on. 
and perhaps pass up a press conference or two or yeah. all of them yeah. and just <laughs> focus on yeah. Jesus. Just listen, he'll tell you everything you need to know. Yes. It'll be okay. Yes. We'll, we'll brief you. It's okay. But what you need to do, what's vital to your survival yes. these days is to step into the river of yes. life. Yes. Life. Yes. Live. Live. Be healed. Find your sanctuary. You can do that in the river. So you yes. step in. So what does that mean on a daily basis? You get up. You turn on the worship. You don't yes. turn on the TV. You don't turn on the news, heaven yes. forbid. You turn on the worship. Yes. You read your Bible. Yes. The Bible is yes. literally food. It's food for us as Christians yes. to eat. We, yes. we would starve. We become like that dry, cracked ground without it. We need the food of our, of our Bible. Look at us tonight. We have, I could do this all night, <laughs> literally all night. And I'm still, I still wouldn't be tired of it. The word is, yeah. is food for our souls. Yeah. So you have to dig into the word. And I don't mean just read, okay? Yeah. You got to dig in. You yeah. got to look at this just like we've been doing all night. And the word sanctuary yeah. speaks to my heart right now. The word healing found in the river, all of those things, you, you can't get that unless you dig in. So you read your Bible. You don't just read it. You read it. You read the footnotes. You look it up in the blue letter Bible. You dig it up. You say, is that Hebrew or is that Greek? Who wrote Ezekiel? When did Ezekiel write this? Who else was alive when Ezekiel was alive? Where did Ezekiel live? What did his house look like? Look it up. Right? You have Google. You have lots of things, but it's look it up in the Bible. Look it up on good, stu good study Bibles, good study apps, um, and dig in. And all of that gives you a different perspective. When you realize where this is happening, when this is happening, who were Ezekiel's peers? Who was he perhaps even known by at that time? Look it up. It's fascinating. It gives feet to the word that you're reading. Yeah. So then now you've turned on your worship music, right? You've dug into your Bible. You're going to probably have to go to work at some point, perhaps eat some real food. I get that. So, of course, do that on the way to work. Don't turn on the news. Turn on worship. Look for those songs we were just talking about, those water songs, oceans, river of life. I got a well of life inside of me. <laughs> I forgot the actual name of it. I apologize. I know the motions. I won't do them for you now, though. But you want to turn on the worship music, and you want to listen to that on the way to work. Yes, you're going to have to actually talk to humans. I get that when you get to work. I have to as well. That's okay. At lunchtime, you know, sometimes during the day I can stick headphones in my ears. I, you know what else you can do is you can listen to the Bible when you're at work. You can listen to the Bible on your way in. Now you're, you're at lunch. Again, can't say it enough, turn on the worship music. In, in my life, in, it has to be a constant, it's a constant back. If I have a soundtrack to my life, it's worship music. So turn it on. You can't get too much. You can't get too much worship. You can't get too much reading your Bible. And then, you know, lunchtime, you're listening to it. You leave, you go home, 
you're not as bothered by all the craziness on the road if you're, if you're immersing yourself in worship. Yeah. If you're stepping into that river, you go home, you hang out with your family. Take a few minutes. Take a few minutes. Go out and take one of those scriptures that you read about earlier in the day from that devotional that you dug into. Take it out. Chew on it. Go sit outside for 10 minutes or so. Think about that scripture. Meditate on it. Think, God, what, what are you trying to tell me? Right. Maybe there's another scripture, Lord. Let, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to, to me, Lord. Help me to hear his voice yeah. because the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Yeah. He will speak yeah. to you. Yeah. I guarantee it. If you ask yeah. him to, he will speak to you. Just have to turn everything else off. That's what I mean. Go out. Go away from people for a little bit. Be with Jesus. And then, again, at bedtime, one of my favorite things to read is Psalms. I love Psalms. I know I keep saying that. But Psalms (laughs) is my favorite. Um, Read Psalms. It's so quieting to my spirit. You know, if there are things going on that are stressors or whatever, I dig into that and I I have a hard time being stressed when I'm listening to Psalms or reading Psalms. Again, we have apps that you can listen to the word on your on your phone. Take advantage of it. But that's how you immerse yourself. You don't immerse yourself in the things of the world like yeah, being intentional. It absolutely takes intention. I love that. So turn off the faucets. Turn off the distractions. Turn off the noises. Be still. You know, so y'all ever been in a car? Yeah. And <laughs> that was a bad place to stop. That wasn't the actual question. You guys ever been in a car and, and you have your vents on, right? But but you, you, you can't figure out why it's not blowing that hard on you. And you reach over and you turn off this vent. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden okay. these three start yeah. blowing harder. Good. And then you turn off of this one. And then these two start blowing harder. And then you turn off of this one over here, and pretty soon your face is like, because it's just blowing. If I had hair, it would be blowing back. But, <laughs> um, but, but whatever you, if you turn off the noise, and you turn off the distractions, and you turn off the news, and you turn off the garbage, and you turn off the secular yeah. world, and you turn off the secular music, yeah. And you turn off, just turn off the world. You'll be amazed at how much easier the flow of the spirit and the flow of the good things and the positive things and the things that are perfect and of a good report are flowing into your life. And it's so important with worship. I love worship. I have worship on all the time. And again, flowing with the, the topic of the Holy Spirit and the Lord, right? Scripture tells us that he dwells, he inhabits, he lives in the praises of his people. You want something to change and your perspective to change. You want to practically get in, practical ways to step in, worship, praise, have a heart of thanksgiving, listen to the word. Uh, Audibly, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? We have the technology at our fingertips. There are apps out there that will give you an illustrated audio Bible. And they're talking about battles and you hear swords and music and, you know, fire and all this in the background. So, but it doesn't water the scripture down. 
right? It's it's still like the ESV. It's still the American Standard Bible. It's still the New King James Version. It's still the the versions with the meat. It just makes it a little more appealing um, to the ear. But there are very practical ways and the importance of doing that and immersing yourself daily. Yeah, there's this phrase that we use, and it's what you feed grows. What you feed grows, and and that works for practical and for scripture and spiritual. You can see that if, let's just go back to the idea of plants and trees. If you have a plant and you're not watering it and feeding it, it's going to shrivel up and die and and not bear fruit. Happens to mine all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But... If you're feeding it and watering it and constantly tending to it and paying attention to it and being intentional and not just setting it on a shelf and going, oh, yeah, that thing's over there. I I might remember about it sometime. We can't do that with our Christianity. We can't do that with our spiritual health and lives. We can't get to a point where our Christianity is on a shelf and we just think about it sometimes or walk past it and go, Oh, when's the last time I watered that? Ugh, <laughs> looks like I might have a problem here. We need to be intentional. We need to be feeding our hearts. We need to be feeding our minds with Christ and scripture and worship and, and being with other believers. We need to surround ourselves with the body of Christ. You can't expect that if... And this is totally, I'm sorry, some of you are going to get grossed out. But you can't expect that if you cut off your hand and leave it off of your body, that it's going to thrive and live and be fine. That's not how the body works. You can't, if you cut off a limb and you leave it unattached from the body, that is no longer being fed. There's no longer that life, that blood flowing to it and through it and reviving and healing and revitalizing. We have to be connected with the body. We have to be in the word. We have to be watered. We have to be in scripture. We have to be worshiping and connecting because otherwise we will. We'll, we'll choke. We'll We'll die. We'll be out there on our own in a wilderness without the river. And that's not where we want to find ourselves. We don't want to find ourselves in that place where we realize, wow, it's been a really long time since I've been watered. Or it's been a really long time since I've actually sat and thought about the word or dove into the word or just worshiped. We don't want to find ourselves there. So like Pastor Angie and Brandon have been saying, we got to turn off the faucets. We have to be intentional. We have to choose. We have to choose Jesus every day. We have to make a conscious decision. Am I going to let the world affect me or am I going to let Jesus affect me? And how am I going to walk that out? How am I going to bring that into my every day? We, each one of us, um, we have secular jobs. We go to other places. Brandon has the benefit of working here. It's wonderful. <laughs> he gets to have a church job, and it's awesome. But he also has a secular job. And he goes, and he he deals with people like we all do. And we have to choose every day. Am I going to go into that situation dry and crusty and grumpy? Or am I going to go into that situation filled up, watered, overflowing with Jesus so that I have enough 
and I can pour out on the situations that I'm in and bring life where I go. Because like we've been saying, Jesus said, I am the river of life. He who drinks of me will not thirst again. And out of him will flow rivers of living water. So are there rivers of living water flowing out of you? Are you saturated enough that the river is flowing wherever you go? Because where you go, that river of life should be going. Christ said it. We should have rivers of life flowing out of us. So we should be creating life where we go. We shouldn't be sucking the moisture out of every place we go. We shouldn't be walking into a room and suddenly we're so dried up that then the whole river has to come take care of us. We should be extending that river of life and taking it out with us to change that desert world around us. Instead of being impacted by that desert, we should be impacting that world around us. Guys, can, can you tell? Can you tell we're a little excited? We love Jesus. We this has been a fun topic, and we got to end it. We're a little past time, but what I hope you got is that now's the time. Yeah. Now is the time more than ever to saturate yourself, to yeah. jump into that river, to allow yeah. the Holy Spirit to yeah. fill you up, to yeah. all of it. <laughs> to all of it, we have we have a world around us. Who needs Jesus? Every part of. <laughs> I'm surprised this didn't happen 20 minutes ago. If I'm being honest, he we they need the Holy Spirit. We we have a responsibility to give the world yes. all of it, not yes. just the cupcake, yes. but the frosting too, yes. right? Yes. So we need we have a responsibility <laughs> to the world, and to the generations coming behind us. So I hope you're blessed. (laughs) We are. (laughs) So thank you all for joining us. I hope that you will be here Sunday. And you have a great rest of your night. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.